Hello, and welcome to the LVP Architects podcast. So in this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the fee and a program, because it's related to everything in your part three, um, because it's related to everything in, in architectural projects. So the exam will ask you, usually, there's a question that will ask you to provide a fee and a program. And the key thing here is it's it's less about how accurate or competitive your fee is. It's more about how you demonstrate that you understand the elements that are required to come to a fee and a program and how that all forms together. Because if you do do a project bid, you have to do provide a breakdown. Um, the key with fees as well is what stages are you applying it to? You know, is it the pre-construction stages or is it the construction stage? So think back to the Reba Planner Works um, and their stages. So what are you bidding for or what are you providing a fee for? Make sure that that's clear in your mind. What's the question asking? What period is it happening? More than likely, it's the front end of a project that you're trying to provide this fee and program for. Um, Some simple questions to ask yourself when you're making a program is... Obviously, the start and end date. When are they? If the question doesn't provide that information, then make an assumption. This is where I'd advise that you do a bit of research, right? Beforehand, don't go into the exam or your case blindly. Um, Go with a few projects, ask in your practice, how long do construction program take? You know, how long does a feasibility usually take? And try and take different project sizes into account so you know obviously a small extension versus a brand new large build is going to vary greatly but you need to get it in your head kind of loosely some timetables so that you can slot them into a program the reason you need to do that is is also to tie in with what outcomes are needed and when so at the beginning how many client sign-offs are you going to have you know what the key stage is that they need to review some information that's submitted by yourself and others in the design team and sign it off so you can progress to the next stage. When is a planning application likely to happen? So you've got to think about how long would the work take to get you there and then the period of that application. Any tender information, you know, given approximate how long, you know, usually it's a month, you know, on, on average. Um, for a medium size to large project, depends on how complicated their, the tender information is. You also need to add in your program other consultants and their information date, release dates, any key meetings. And then with all that, roughly give some required time for each of those information packages. You've now gathered information and draw out roughly a program, you know, from beginning to end. Just crudely, your you, you know your exam and your case study are relatively short, so you're not going to go into depth. So the exam obviously short in time. So just crudely chunk out some time for different stages in the Reba plan of works, um, and then what you need to do is ask yourself some more questions when you're making a fee. So what architectural services are you going to provide? In a previous podcast, we kind of touched on that. What will you not do is probably a better starting point, and then you can fill in what you will do. So that will provide a number of 
staff you're going to require. So office resources and in which stages are you going to need them? You know, it might vary at the beginning. You might be one or two. And when there's, you know, some serious information needs to be produced, you might up it by another one. You know, just crudely think about these things. Learn from other projects when and how. Architectural practices and architects in general are quite happy to share information. We've all been there. You know, we all understand this and we're all looking how to better FEBID and program. You know, it's all part of our services. With your number of staff, your office resources and which stages, start adding some daily rate charges for these or hourly rates up to you, how you want to work it out for each staff type. So you've got a director, an architect, part two, part one. However, you've broken down that these projects will be resourced. Um, is there any travel required? Are you going to charge for that? You know, that will be within your fee. What work is required on top of all that? Is it just up to planning and that's it? You know, do you need to then do two fees actually? One up to planning and one beyond that. What's the question asking you? Also take into consideration the level of complexity of the work. Um, there's a tendency to underestimate how long something will take. Just be honest. You know, there's no point saying it's going to take one week and actually it's going to take you two or it's going to take one week, but you're going to be working 24 hours a day. So once you've got that, uh, for your case study and for your learning, get any comparable office projects. So that being completed so you can review. And this is how you learn for the future as well when you're running your own practice or whether you're fee bidding, is you have other projects that you can compare, that you can say, well, actually, that it was supposed to be one or two months of work, but actually ended up being only one and a half. Or it was supposed to be one and two but actually it was four months worth of work because of this this and the other and you learn from that and that's how you get better and better you know that's experience so draw up a rough program where you've got your resources you know figured out how many when where how long brief development may only need a director for three weeks but planning drawings may need the addition of a part two full time for three weeks you know just crudely put them in place some daily rates to each and tally up the total and that is your cost yeah so in this there are different types of fee formats in respect of it could be an hourly rate if it's i don't know a listed building and it's quite time consuming and the funds are dictated by certain criteria so maybe you will only want to charge hourly um, you could do a lump sum you could do a percentage of the project or construction cost you know um, the risk with that is if the value goes down, your fee goes down. But again, if it goes up, it goes up. Um, you need to decide which is the most appropriate for your project. And you're, you know, it can be a mix match of the two. You know, maybe the feasibility is a lump sum, and the other end is a percentage. You know, it's up to you. Uh, you just have to think which do you believe is more suitable you know, and and why. What's more appropriate for a small house extension versus a listed building work? So things like that. So additional things to cover. I know you don't get much time in your exam. This is maybe more for your case study or if, in fact, because I think I've seen once or twice where the exam question was actually more related to considering starting up a practice or becoming a director if you were successful with this bid. So you had to consider office expenses. So 
you know, printing costs, electricity, um, travel, you know, all that sort of stuff adds into what your hourly rate would be or whatever. My suggestion, and I think it's probably quite helpful for you in reviewing things in your case study and your exam, is these are the sort of numbers you should have at the back of your head when you do this. So start now deciding, right, an hourly rate is this, because I will charge X, Y, and Z for travel, this, that, electricity, whatever it is. So in your answer, you can say it includes blah, 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 blah. Remember, is that all of this about the part three is about you demonstrating you understand the process of this all. It's not about how competitively priced you are. You know, you could state in your exam, assuming if it's not stated, it's in London. London prices are going to be hugely different somewhere up north or even in Europe. You know, they're not going to review that with a magnifying glass. What, what they're looking at is, do you understand how to structure a fee? Do you understand how to structure a program? Do you know how the two work so that when you make your proposal, it's explained? And that's the other thing. Your fee, you need to break it down so that you explain in relation to your scope of works. What are they getting for their money? Obviously, there are a few other things that you can consider, but for the exam and the case study, you've got to keep it this sort of brief um, in respect of fees and programs because you haven't got a lot of time in the exam, especially in the interview. Again, if they discuss your fee, it's not to trip you up. And sort of go, well, that's not very competitive. It's unrealistic. You could, you know, um, an experience of mine is one of my questions in an exam was related to my fee um, because my answer was I would not bid for this project because it was unviable from a financial point of view for the practice. Whether that's the right or wrong answer is up for debate. In my interview, it was briefly discussed, saying, do you stand by what you'd said? And I explained what my my view was on it. And, you know, and I stood by that and I wasn't marked up or down for it. It was accepted that that was my view. You know, in the end, all of this is about, as horrible as it sounds, this is all a business. And it's up to you how much profit you can make or can't make. There is no fee scale like in the old days. This is up for your interpretation. What is your value? What do you bring? What should you charge? I think simply. All right, we'll probably stop there because that's quite an awful lot <laughs> in a very short podcast. I hope you understand a little bit more about what you should consider in fee and programs. There are obviously guides and all that out there, but... I think I'll probably look into how we can get questions from you guys that maybe I'll, I will look at answering or guiding. Um, if not, maybe we can have a back and forth. You know, maybe one of you asks a question, actually other listeners can comment on what they believe the answer is. And, and you know, it's architecture is, is, is all about sharing as well. You know, we're very good at that as architects about helping each other. And I think we need to continue that. Okay, so um, I guess this is my point to say goodbye. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've learned something, or at least learned something. If you'd like a little bit more information or you want to read more ahead um, about these subjects, then by all means, please go to the Amazon website and uh, purchase my ebook, Unofficial 
guide to the architectural part three by LVP Architects and tune into the next podcast where we'll talk a little bit about the appointment. I'll see you then. Take care.